good living. Would you consider good living to mean that you're happy? I heard that happiness is not a goal. It's a result of right living. Is that good living? We can get so caught up in our day in and day out living that we forget about the passions we have. And without passion, life gets boring. Unless we try to bring out these wonderful principles for good living. What are they? And how can they help us? I'm Beth Wee in the studio today with my friend Kim Gibson. Hello, Kim. Hello there. I want to talk today about the good principles we see in other people and sometimes in ourselves, and let's constructively play around and create a life of our dreams today. What do you think? I'm willing. You know, I was working with a man who was drinking way too much. Yeah. Okay. So it was a disease. It's alcoholism. But he realized he had a problem and he came to while he was in the process of really hurting someone that he loved. Not like beating them up, but emotionally hurting them. And he had this tremendous loss of hope. And hope is a really important principle that helps us when we need to start over. So it can be for the situation I described, or it can be for moving into a new home. Okay. Opening a new business, starting a new job. Hope. I have a podcast that uses hope. Hold on, pain ends. So hope, expecting a positive outcome. Expecting with confidence. I don't know. What do you think about hope? I always say hope is right above accepting that you are, that you can't do it alone. Like you finally have that realization that alone, I cannot do this, anything. And then you get to the point, like you said, that he became aware. And I think once that awareness comes, the hope comes Mm -hmm. and doing the next right thing, whatever that means to you is a way to move forward. But you have to have that little spark of hope. Yeah. You know, it's when you think about hope, and I think about hope as a joyful attitude because you're coming out of pain usually. Yes. And you're, you know, looking up. Abraham Lincoln has a great, a great quote. He said, I've been driven to my knees many times by the overwhelming realization that I had nowhere else to go. (laughs) (laughs) And when you think about that, when you're on the ground, you look up for, for help. Right. And often those of us that think we're hopeless are actually helpless. All we really need is a little bit of help and the hope will just flood us. Did you ever hear the story about the kid who was digging through a pile of poop? No. And the, person came around and said, what are you doing? He says, I know there's a puppy in here somewhere. <laughs> you know? And that's hope. That's that kid has hope. Yes. And he saw the pile of poop as an opportunity. Right. Was it dog poop? Yes. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> Was it horse poop? <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you another one, another principle for good living. Okay. And it's kind of connected to hope or it may be on the same vein. Optimism. I think it's an offshoot of hope or maybe a foundational stance so that hope can exist. But you always say, I'm a glass half empty kind of girl. That's how you said it. Yep. And, and what do you think now? Are you more optimistic as you get older? I have become more optimistic. And, and we said this in a, a previous podcast. Luckily with age, you develop a record mm-hmm. of your life, mm-hmm. you know, and I now know that 
I have gotten through many difficult times, many bumps in the road. So even sometimes when I feel stuck here, I still have that little glimmer of hope because I know I've gotten through things in the past, but action has to come too. You know, I think there's people listening to us that think, you know, they, they kind of, their mantra is, if I don't expect to be happy or successful, then I won't be disappointed when things yes. don't work out. And that's such a defeatist attitude. I think that defeatism is the optimis- is the opposite of optimism. Like, come on. I was watching a documentary last night on the um, Freemasons. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch it beginning to end. We had air conditioner problems, and it's Florida, so we were... They were pretty important. Right. <laughs> checking filters, you know, anyway. And I was walking through my room, and I, I stopped and, and sat on my bed for a second to catch just one part. And he says, one of the things that the Freemasons believe at the end, they would like to know that they lived an examined life. An Self- examined life. Self-examination. Yes. yes. Self-examination. That's a good one. And that one. just hit me yeah. when I was watching that last night. And, it's, yeah. and obviously it stuck with me because I was still thinking about it this morning. Yeah. I think that, you know, when you when we talk about examining life, it's really taking an accurate assessment because life is not good. Life is not bad. Life is. Right. And uh, the beautiful thing about life is that it has an ebb and a flow, just like almost anything the higher power made, like the ocean. Just think and, of the waves, the, be- the yes. coming in, going out. And in hindsight, in. you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. When I get through a difficult part, I can see, and, and this is what I think about the people that do do the action, is they see what they gained by trudging through whatever that situation was and i think that's hope because if you're not going to trudge unless you have hope that it's going to be better Mm -hmm. and like you said my life has ebbed and flowed and i i get to the bottom of that hill or that mountain and it's like you know the very first time i did it i probably went on somebody else's you did well i saw beth do get through this maybe i can right so through your experience i was able to say okay i'll give it a shot and that's hope. Then once I got past that one hump, the second one's like, well, I did it last time. I can do it this time. Mm-hmm. And look, Debbie did it with the same situation. Maybe I'll call her. Yeah. You know, so it's all about. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Charlie's back there and he needs to come with you because he's <laughs> never done it. Can you be his Beth? <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. really what it is. You pass it on. You just keep moving it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I saw a wonderful T-shirt. I think I bought it for my husband because I liked it so much. And it says, it's not that the glass is half empty or half full. It's that the glass is refillable. That, I like that. That is optimism. I had never heard that. And that right, is, that optimism. is optimism. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go on another one. Here's a weird principle for living Okay. that I think you're going to like. All right. Okay. Give it to me. Boldness. You know, why? We, you know, we don't think of it as a principle for good living. Uh, but let's look at history. So I'm going to go through and a history lesson. Okay. Columbus was bold when he went off to discover new lands. Buddha left his palace where he had everything he needed. CVS stopped selling cigarettes. <laughs> Elton John agreed to play Rush Limbaugh's wedding. And being bold is the opposite of being afraid or being limited by what scares you. It's okay to be scared. We're all human beings. We're going to be afraid. 
but being bold is uh, a form of courage. You know, it's, it's a willingness to get things done despite the risk. I absolutely agree. And it was funny. The word courageous came into my, my thinking because you have hope and then you have faith. And the faith part is to me is an action word because you, you're still going to have doubts. We're human. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm never going to say, Oh God, release this from me. I, I, I have, I am human. The courage comes in with, but he's got me and I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. 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 I think doubt's a good tool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one. Next principle for good living. All right. Forgiveness. Tough one to employ when the person or people who have harmed you show no remorse. I get it. But forgiveness is really for you. Its benefits are physiological first. Even your body will be happier. (laughs) I agree. And as you know, you know, we've been friends a very long time. I've had some situations in my life where I'll be honest, there's days that I cannot get to that level of forgiveness. But you know our friend Debbie. She mm-hmm. gave me a definition of um, forgiveness that I was able to embrace, kind of, kind of grab onto and like, okay, I, I can I can live with this. And, and I'm not going to say it 100% right, I know. But the, the to stop wanting to punish, do you remember? Yeah, to, to give up the... Need to punish. Yeah, the need to punish. Yes. Right. Well, you know, we do whole teachings. We have a cruise schedule. Oh, you mentioned that. We have an annual cruise that we do for the forgiveness cruise. Because I think forgiveness is a a tough thing. If you want to know about the forgiveness cruise, go to BethWe.com and and it'll be under workshops. But but forgiveness is a super important part of having a good life, being able to forgive. But why does it get a bad rap? And I think it's because... Choosing before you've really looked at the issue may not be forgiveness, but then you're avoiding or stuffing it. So choosing forgiveness, saying I forgive them, but you don't, you haven't really looked at the issue and talked through or, or prayed it through or whatever you're going to do. But, but now you're just avoiding or stuffing and that will come back to haunt you. So we got to get forgiveness right. We have to do the work and we have to choose with wisdom. And you have to, you, you do forgiveness for yourself, not for mm-hmm. the other person. Um, you know, we were friends. I had a situation in my life that brought me to my knees and I thought I'd been abandoned by all things spiritual and all things physical. Mm-hmm. I did not know how I was going to move forward. And it t- probably took me a year because I had self-righteous anger. I had a right to be angry. I had a right to want to lash out. But then all of a sudden I was brought to my knees again with, I don't want to feel this way anymore. Right. I want it to be over. I want it to be over. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where Debbie's um, definition came into play. I had to give up. the need to punish. Yes. I had to give up that need because my need to punish him, I was punishing myself. Right. Well, that's, you know, that's what we say. Get on the forgiveness cruise and leave with a bunch of bags and get off the boat without all your baggage. <laughs> okay, the next the next principle that we're going to talk about all right, lay it on me. is self-awareness. How can we really live into full purpose without knowing who we are? You had mentioned self-examination to me earlier yes. when we were chatting today. Self-examination is a key part. It's one of the tools of becoming self-aware. And earlier, again, we were talking before we recorded anything right. today, and I was telling you, I think I'm self-aware enough to know that 
what was said isn't about me. Right. I, it doesn't feel true to me. Right. And I'm not going to wear it if right. it's not mine. Yes. It's, I'm not going to wear someone else's thought about but it. But you were willing to take with that person that you respected. Yeah. And examine it. Yeah. And then you were able to discard it. Well, you know, I think with self-awareness, integrity comes into play. And um, integrity is, is has so many components, but one is the ability to be honest with yourself. And there's a cool word, disintegrate. Okay. Okay, so dis, break it. You mean You're so much better with the word thing than but I am. But dis, to be away from, and integration. So when we disappear, when we're not true to ourselves, we disintegrate. Okay. The authentic self disintegrates and we become a, you know, a, a, an actor playing a part. Right. And that's our life, you know, and we feel bad when we're alone and we don't know why, but that's why. And you say that. And I look back at different parts of my life as a child, as a teenager, as a young adult. And, and even now at times, I feel that empty feeling of just walking through. Yeah. Disengaging. Yeah, it, and, you, and it's just a choice. It's becoming self-aware. You know, the young man I talked about earlier who was struggling with the alcoholism, he, he had a year sober and he went to, uh, I think, a 12-step group, but they gave him this brass coin. Okay. And you know what it said on it? To thine, thine own, own self, self be true. true. And that's what self-awareness is about. It's about doing what's right for me. And if you want to have a good life, guys, know yourself. <laughs> you can know a lot of other people, but if you don't know yourself, you're going to struggle. Okay, next one. Yep. Compassionate. <laughs> Life is hard. I thought we picked this one up and put it back down. <laughs> Life is hard, so recognize the person you're dealing with might be struggling. You know, when I learned about the, the instincts, the sex, security, society, the yes. three S's, I teach about them all the time. Right. When I understood that I'm driven for those instinctive needs and that I might limbo a little low to get one of those needs met, right. um, now I can see that my neighbor might do the same. So when somebody lashes out at me, I can say, oh, they feel like they don't belong. Yes. Somehow I've made them feel outside of the group. Yes. Let me include them and help them through it. Instead of being like, you witch. Well, that's, that's empathy the, too. Yeah, you put yourself is. in that person's situation. It is. You're standing in their shoes. Yes. But being passionate is, being compassionate means I'm going to love you right where you're at right now. And I'm going to, I think it's part of the St. Francis prayer to to understand rather than to be understood. Yes. I think that might be what compassion I is. I think the world would be a better place if that could be a principle that people Most picked people up. live by. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next principle for good living, willingness. Ready to take the action to create the life you See, desire. See, I think that one comes right after hope. Yeah. Okay. I've got, I've, you know what? I got that little seed of hope. Yeah. And now you have to be willing to... I have to, I have to be willing what you've suggest to me to yeah. see if it's right for me right well i think nike got it right just, just do, do it, it. <laughs> just do it you know how does how does willingness manifest look at the nike ad. just do it yes you know okay this one's a big one okay and it's one that i use all the time and i'm sorry because i know when you're listening to a podcast when i start laughing it's like oh my gosh listen to that laugh but i believe humor is one of the key principles to good living i agree um, being able to laugh at situations, at jokes, even at myself, 
is really as long as it's not self-deprecating yeah you know i think the two quickest ways to get uh to to gain confidence of another person love and humor there's so many broken people that will not allow themselves to be loved yes but if i can make them laugh i'm in there's a connection there yeah there is so don't take yourself too seriously when you make a mistake laugh it off right You, you know it's it's I always say, when we're taking a math test, we're all fighting over the pencil with the eraser. (laughs) You know? We're all going to make mistakes. Okay. The next one is the one that was key for your friend Gay. You're my friend Gay, too, but your friend Gay. Perseverance. Being steadfast and and constant. You know... She said it was the highest spiritual principle. Yeah. Perseverance. Just hanging in there. Hanging in there. It's persistence. It's, It's... so this is the thing. There's a jagged rock okay. on a riverbank. There's a drip of water that's dripping on it, dripping on it, dripping on it. Ten years later, that rock isn't jagged anymore. No. It wore it down. Perseverance does that. Yes. It rounds off the rough edges of life. Right. It's all about getting up and, and moving forward. Um, we have a mutual friend. She lost her job right before COVID and through... I think in the beginning, it was kind of self, her self-worth, self-esteem had been, you know, dwindled down because of losing that job in her late 50s, you know, very difficult. Hard time to get a new job. Yes. And um, so a few weeks ago, she finally just applied to Publix. This is an educated. Publix woman. is a grocery chain in our area, yes. if you're not from she Florida. Just, she, they hired her as a part-time whatever. And the next thing you know... She got this job offer of a lifetime, but I think it started, the ripple effect started with her. She stood up. She was willing to do whatever God put in her path. path. And the Publix was the first one. Her brother actually has a very successful career at Publix. Yeah. So, but as soon as she did that, she told the story, I think we were together Thursday night, how once she did that, then this other door that she wasn't even looking for opened up in front of her. Flew open. Right. Yeah. And that's perseverance. You know, they say that uh, when one door shuts, another door opens. And if not, open a window. Yeah. Well, my, I had a friend, Ruben. He, he, he didn't speak English. And, he, and we were talking once. He was struggling with some things, and I was talking with him. And he said, so you say one door shut, another door going to open. I sit in, in the hallway, there's no open door, no open door. But I look up, and I got the whole sky. Oh, I remember that story. And I was like, oh, wow, that is, that's what it is. Yep. It's it's all about looking up. Oh. oh, there was a word that came. It'll come to me later. Okay. <laughs> the next principle we're going to talk about right quick is gratitude. No, 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 no. <laughs> and if you didn't catch that, with that no, 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 my three-year-old wags her little finger. So she got a wagging finger and a no, no, no. <laughs> well, gratitude is being thankful. And, you know, gratitude is a connection to the higher power, but it's tied to me. It's being grateful for what the higher power does for me. So if I'm grateful for um, a delicious meal, it's because it was delicious to me. Somebody else might not think it was delicious. I remember, but once again, it stuck with me. My daughter's 31 years old. She'll be 32 soon. She was in middle school, so she was like 12, 13 years old. And I was at her school, and she goes to a private school here locally. And we didn't discuss it, but I come from a very challenged childhood. Didn't mm-hmm. have much. And um, she's sitting at the top 
Oh, the things you sit on to watch the games. The bleachers. Thank you. Sitting on the top bleachers with a few girlfriends. I'm standing below. Look up. And just the way the sun hit her, I was filled with this love and this gratitude of look. Yeah. You know, just that simple moment of watching my daughter laughing and being in that being part moment. Of. Yeah, it was a perfect moment. And, yeah. and I have more, but I, that one just for some reason really sticks out to me. Yeah, and gratitude is joy in little dollops, you know. And being open to it. Yeah. You got to you got to be you got to look for it. Yes. And when you don't feel it, look at the little things. Look at the details that right. life throws your way. Yeah, sometimes things aren't just floating through. Sometimes you have to make a conscious effort. Yeah. Okay, Kim, stop. With, you know, just stop yeah. being negative, being whatever. And usually those things will show to, you know, I, become I aware. took my dog to a place where we walk, field where we right. walk him and he took off. And my husband was out of town and he's my husband's dog. I'm his co-chair. <laughs> <laughs> You're co-parenting. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, you know, Donald is his person, right. you know, and I'm his fill-in, you know. So I'm taking him and he took off and I couldn't find him. And I was looking for an hour. And in that hour, I was starting to panic a little bit, you know. And But as I was walking across this dirty field, in the middle of this dirty field, this one little weed had sprouted up with this beautiful little white flower on it. And as I'm almost in tears, I'm walking by this flower and I went, good one, God. <laughs> I'm going. That's gratitude. Yes. That's gratitude. It's a... It's a, a primal connection um, uh, of thankfulness yes. for, for something that is blessing just to you. But you open yourself up. I know you well enough, and I know that you open yourself up to that on a daily basis through prayer and meditation. Yeah. yeah. So that even though when you are scared for your dog, you still have that connection to be able to notice a little white flower in the mud. Yeah. Well, good living. Good living is about each moment. Right. You know, the uh, serenity prayer that uh, there's a whole long form. With it. Most people know the first three lines, right. but the, the next two lines after that, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at, at a, a time. time. You know? Okay. Open-mindedness. No judgment here. <laughs> <laughs> Open-mindedness. I think that's a conscious effort. Um, yeah. You know, we're of a generation that witnessed a lot of bad things in humanity, you know, racism, just well, everything, everything, women's rights Re yes. to, to, um, so today, Vietnam War sometimes to I have to consciously challenge some of my thoughts, mm -hmm. you know, and cause we get stuck. Yes. We get mm -hmm. stuck with it. Mm -hmm. So I have to open my mind and say, I know these are false beliefs. Mm -hmm. and but I choose so it, it is it's a conscious thing and then hopefully eventually it becomes a natural thing right I think open-mindedness if I I wrote a little definition of it once open night open-mindedness is letting someone else be who they are from where they came from with where they could possibly go absolutely and not challenging that allowing that you know who am I to not allow someone else to be who they are? Yes. And the open-minded person understands that. The closed-minded person will tell you, no, you're wrong. Right. <laughs> so that's okay. The last one we're going to talk about is acceptance. It's a really tough one. Um, I think that acceptance comes with practice. Yes. I think you have to see that you're not 
the big cheese in this world and realize that acceptance comes um, simply because you can't make it different. And when you accept it, you can work within the parameters of it, right. whatever it is. it is. But you also have to be careful to make sure that acceptance and the, the parameters aren't the false beliefs that we talked about earlier. Right. You know. We'll use that serenity prayer again. Yes. It's acceptance. Uh, it's the um, God grant me the serenity to accept the, the things, things I, I can't change. change. Courage to change the things I can. And, the and wisdom. wisdom to know the difference. Okay, Kim, that's the first part. We're going to do more of these principles because it's kind of fun watching uh -oh. you squirm a little bit. When I say <laughs> gratitude, words like that. <laughs> it's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected. Good Seed Podcast is powered by BethWE.com, a nonprofit ministry based in Vero Beach, Florida. We'll start the uncomfortable conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at BethWE.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.